Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Midday Live Show. It is Jazz and Fierce. We have Will Thompson, a special guest in the building today, live from the Rapalot Midwest Studios. Big shout out to TDP Trust the Process. And we got Jarrell over there on the other end. What's good with you? What's cracking? You know the voice, you know the vibes. It's your boy Real, and we back another Friday. And we are. Today, the We're weather's back. actually good, so we got something to smile about this time. Okay. And uh, Steve, are you there? Where are you? I can't see you. I don't know if Steve gonna. I don't know if Steve gonna be here today, man. I think we, I think we can come to... on in. We we figured it out. We were having some technical difficulties, and I'm sure y'all were like, "Why they keep playing the be right back thing over and over on a loop? What's up with that?" Yeah, <laughs> be right back. We promised we would be right back. Steve, I hope you hear us, but if you don't, we understand, big dog. We understand, bro. It's definitely been a day. He like y'all doing too much for me. I'm over it. <laughs> Y'all, Steve, a busy man, bro. That's that's my boy, but he a busy man. He, he a busy is a busy man. man. I feel that. We all missing him in the studio today, though. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Eventually, we need, we need the vibe, Steve. We need the vibe, Steve. Come back, my boy. Steve busy, <laughs> booked and busy. <laughs> but another person that is booked and busy. I mean, he's sitting right next to me. Will Thompson is booked and super busy. So we definitely have to get into our interview with him. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, that's the motto, my boy. That's the, the motto. motto. That's how we live in here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't, we, don't, we don't stop at average, man. You know what I'm saying? We've been building for a long time, bro. Yeah. Legendary is that's the only option at this point. Facts. That's the only option. We can put in too much at this point. That's the only option. So yeah, we keep the slogan where everybody can see it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Gotta be in plain sight. So, let's get into it. We have Will Thompson, as I said. He is a Chicago native. West Side, am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. West Side. Okay, West Side. West Side. Okay. Shout out to 90. And... <laughs> And he is an award-winning filmmaker, best-selling author, actor, producer, pretty much all of the above, right? Oh, okay. Subtle flex, you know. So uh, let's kick this off. Tell our listeners just, you know, a little bit more about you. I did, right? <laughs> I mean, let's start it off from the too. beginning, though, bro. I was going to say, where do you want to start at? Yeah, let's start, mm. let's start at the beginning, bro, like... I don't know, did you do the school thing? You went to film school or? Nah, nah, you know, I didn't do film school. I didn't do film school. I didn't do, I didn't do drama in school. I didn't, uh, I mean, I, 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 fell, I fell off into it, you know, I fell off into it. Um, so what, I got off into acting, right? Mm -hmm. I was, I was, I was working a regular nine to five. It's like the first job I ever had in life. Mm -hmm. I got injured on the job. And I had like three back surgeries. Yeah. They say, man, you know, you can't stand too long, you can't sit too long. Yeah. You know, but I always love entertainment. You know, and that was that was that was always dope to me. Uh -huh. And I was just like, all right, well, what well, I'm gonna figure out something, find something for me to do. Right. And it was just like if I'm an actor, I could do everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, man, I could, I could, I could run the streets as an actor, you know what I'm saying? I could be the police as an actor. I could just, I mean like your career possibilities are endless when you're an actor because you can be everything. Right. You know, it's like it's like you can sky's the limit. You go as far as your dreams allow. So three three back surgeries mm -hmm. though, man. Three back surgeries. I had three spinal fusions. Wow. What happened? Three back back working for United, man. Throw my luggage. Three back Dang. surgeries. That's I know somebody that works there. <laughs> yeah, I was ramp service. I was throwing luggage. 
was in 2005. That was the last time I punched the clock, 2005. 2005. So three back Dang. surgeries later, you decide, all right, sitting in that hospital bed and you you watching TV, I'm guessing, right? It's a, it's a TV in the hospital bed? Yeah, yeah, it's a TV in there, but I couldn't really watch too much TV, man. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, I was just more focused on on just, you know, getting up out of there. So I know mm-hmm. the acting dream didn't start at, at the accident, you know what I'm saying, at the back surgeries. And nah, I know so, you wanted this way before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I when I was younger, man, it was like, uh, I want to say maybe like eighth grade, man, we, we, we had to do this. It was like, uh, Reenactment of individuals. It was like Black History Month, and I had to be uh, Louis Latimer. Okay. Right? And you have your parents there and everybody there, and you step out in front of everybody and you say who you are, you know, mm-hmm. you contributed to, you know, um, what you've contributed to, you know, history. And, you know, like I said, I was stuck up. I said, I'm Louis Latimer. You know, I invented the carbon filament that goes into the light bulb. Mm-hmm. You know, so everybody pumping Thomas Edison is Louis Latimer without right. the carbon filament, you don't have lights. Okay. You know, so it was like that right there was like that was like that start to it. It's like, damn, this is kind of dope. Mm-hmm. You know. And you like the stage. Yeah, but you know, that, man, I started off in the music initially. Okay. Really? Yeah, so I, I started off doing music, but it was like with that, you know, it was like that right there felt dope. Mm-hmm. And I didn't I never entertained anything else after that. You know, I didn't I didn't do no stage play. I didn't, you know, I didn't go to drama class. I didn't do none of it. Mm-hmm. I just I focused in, you know, like Chicago, bro. You know what we do? Everybody in the music. You want right. to be a rapper? Everybody. You know, <laughs> everybody. You know, yeah. I, 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 I moved to LA, man. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it uh, kind of turned out all right. It worked for you. Not necessarily, man. You know. So it was. I, a, it was I, a I rough. A, nah, man. You know. Uh, I mean, I don't want to speak too much into that. You know. But oh, speak, my boy. You hit now. Speak. <laughs> we didn't got you in the studio now. It's, 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 it's like, uh, man. I, I, I called it deal. It was a bad deal. Okay. And uh, I just. Ways with you feel like going over to LA was a was a good move for you as because because a lot of people that's from Chicago do not want to leave Chicago. They, they get comfortable here. They know their people. You know what I'm saying. Well respected where they from or where they hang out at, and they don't want to and they don't want to leave. Nah, they think they well respected. Would you say that the move yeah. that happened? <laughs> Would you say that move to LA is, is like a major changing point for you though? Uh, I say yes. Yeah. I, th- I think anybody that has the opportunity to leave Chicago should leave Chicago. That's what I was at least for, once. Man. That's what I was looking. Nah, man, not once, but period. Period. In Chicago. Okay, so good intentions. I filmed in Chicago. Okay. I will never film in Chicago again if I don't have to. Got to tell us. What? About I mean, what happened? Got to tell us about it's just, that. Just you know, working, working with Chicago people, man. Chicago is the most busiest, non-busy people <laughs> that you could possibly work with. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I know what you're I'm literally talking to somebody about the project. I yeah. said, man, I'm filming this movie in May. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love you to be a part of it. Yeah. I ain't asking for favors. I pay everybody. Right, right. Ah, man, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, bro. I'm like, well, what you got going on? Mm-hmm. Ah, man, you know, I'm doing my own, I'm doing my own little movie, you know. So, okay, well, that's cool. Well, you know, when you're doing yours, I'm doing it in October. October. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about May. You're talking <laughs> right. about October. Right. May have to do in October, bro. Like I said, all right, so you know what? It's cool. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Which is why if you've seen the movie, you'll see a lot of the people come from other places. Right. You know, I mean, some of them are Chicago natives, mm-hmm. but they are no longer here. You know, mm-hmm. Williams, he's a, he's a, a Illinois native, bro, Chicago native. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, Orlando boy is Chicago native. You know, mm-hmm. 
they're no longer here. Yeah. I had to flat these people out. That's what I noticed too, man. It just seemed like everybody from Chicago is like, you, you will be here and things will be rough on you. You're trying to make it a music, you're trying to make it an acting and it's rough on you. And as soon as you leave, it's like all of a sudden, every all the doors just open up. It's every person I know from Chicago, if they leave, all the doors open up in whatever city they go to, Dallas, LA, New York, whatever. And I think I might be out of here next. I ain't gonna lie to you. I think I might be out of here next, man. Go for it, man. I might be out of here next. If I meet another person to tell me, yeah, it's time to go. It's time to go, man. It's time yeah. to go. You got to. Think about it. What's, what's here for you outside of my family? And if that's the only thing holding you back, man, then you got to really slap yourself for that one. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, they got, you know, they got roads that go like this. Roads go both so. ways. For sure, for sure. You know, I was telling somebody something the other day, man. I ain't, I ain't did a whole, whole lot of traveling, man. And I think the world looked different for people who used to getting on planes. You know what I'm saying? I think that, like, for me, the idea of going somewhere else is, is not even realistic because I ain't never even been on a plane. So the world is so big to me. But I think if you on them planes all the time, spirit. No, not spirit. Flight. I'm saying for the experience, you'll <laughs> yeah. yeah. go $100 on a round trip flight. It I might got, be a I got bad $100. experience. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it might be a bad flight experience. Yeah. I'm sure the air be smooth. You get to experience something. You get to come back. I feel that, man. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. So uh, back to before we even get too much further away from good intentions. Let's really get into that. So was that the first film that you wrote? Or was that kind of like... So, the very first film that I wrote, uh, it was called Illuminati. Um, and the reason I wrote that is because I wanted to write something to play in on the conspiracy theories of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like everybody's so big on Illuminati and oh, they doing this or they doing that. And I said, well, if I can kind of play in on this, maybe I could get the movie made. But at this time, I mean, you know, it's my first first time yeah. I'm writing, first yeah. time I'm getting off into anything, you know, so for me it was like um, it was like I'm going to just do it you know, uh, I did that in 2014 which I, I won an award at the Los Angeles uh, Movie Award Film Festivals for the script. Amazing. And at the same token, I also uh, landed my first speaking role in Chicago Fire. And I was just, I mean, you know, like every other act, you land that speaking role, you're like, oh man, you know I'm on from here, you know. Oh, it's, it's, yes. it's a wrap. Only way is you up. Know, you know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't, you don't book anything else after. You know, it's like, damn, like what's going on? You know. And it was just like after that, I started landing a little bit of roles here and there. And it's just like this ain't for me. You know, I don't, I don't really care for the character. Yeah. You know, and that's what led me off and to start writing. You know, other things, and I went into doing. Uh, very first movie that I wrote, directed, produced, financed was related Destiny, which I won a slew full of awards for that. I actually won for best first time director, best supporting actor. Uh, we clinked up awards for the film itself. Um, so that was swept the board. The first, yeah, that was actually the first film that, um, that I actually put out there. It was a short. You know. Wow. Yeah, so, so, so you love to first, see it. Your first shot. You hit a bunch of awards on your first shot. Yeah. So you knew you built for this thing. You was born <laughs> yeah. for this, yeah. man. But you know what? I, I'll say like this, right? So it's like like the people that I was working with, yeah. you know, they always say, man, just saying like, this is your element. Mm -hmm. like, you've done this before. I say, nah, bro, like this is my first run. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, I don't know. It's just to me, it's like, if it needs to be done, just do it. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, yeah, I mean, I cleaned up. I mean, I don't know why, you know, but it's just, I guess that's, that's the way it was supposed to be for me. Know what I'm saying? I mean, when you had that type of success, you ever think about going back into you know what I'm saying, the characters and stuff like that? 
Like, I mean, if you're getting success as a producer and a writer, man, like you might say, hey, acting, I'm gonna leave that alone. So, you know what? Here's the thing, right? And it's, and it's, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking about it earlier. When you think about jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Being an actor or in this industry, it's a job. And you have promotions within jobs, right? right? So you have uh, Damson Idris, buddy from Snowfall. Mm-hmm. He has producer credit. And when they interviewed him, he was talking about, you know, how he got producer credit and the things he started doing. He wanted to elevate. Yeah. Right? So when you think about it, as an actor, you're low man on the totem pole. Right. You know, being an actor is nothing. Right. You know, it's, it's like um, you cash in McDonald's. You know, <laughs> and you, you, you want you want to go to the, to the supervisor position. You know, right. it's like, you know, from there on to the producer, you know, so it's like you want to eventually own that chain. You yeah. Know? And that's what it is. Like, from an actor's perspective, you're low man on the totem pole. Right. And you're going to the writer, you're going to the director, you're going to producing, mm-hmm. you know, the executive producing. That's something completely different because mm-hmm. that's where money come in. Right. You know, so it's like, uh, man, for me, I just, I want to just stick with what it is that I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like I wouldn't necessarily hang it up because it's just, it's something that I feel. Yeah. It's, right. it's, for me, it's an escape. It's a getaway. You right. Know, I can take a trip mm-hmm. around the world sitting in my seat, you know, because I would dive that deep into an individual's life that has been created out of thin air. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's an amazing place for me. Strangely, you know, I just I find peace. That's amazing, man. Did you um? You say you did Chicago Fire though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. How do it feel being from the city and doing Chicago Fire? Because Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med, all of that stuff. That's some like even Empire and Power, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we we look at that as like them them eyes. You know what I'm saying? We can see our yes. buildings, we see our, our shows. Yeah. But to be an actor from Chicago and be on one of the biggest shows in Chicago, bro, mm-hmm. like was it was it different talking to people back home or you were like a, a local celebrity now? Or no, how, you know how is what? that experience? So I say I had some kids run up to me. They was like, "Oh, you the guy that was," and I was like, "Nah, that's not me." Mm-hmm. You know, that's <laughs> 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 not me. <laughs> 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 I, just, I just, I don't know. It's like I just didn't want to be bothered. Like, yeah, that's not me. But like when you was a little kid, you know you would have reacted the same way if you seen somebody you seen on TV. You don't know. You want that type of kid? I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I I've never I've never really seen anybody. I mean, like when I was a kid, man, I wasn't I wasn't really into I wasn't really into all this. Like you know, like I said, like I wasn't really that be offensive mm-hmm. outside of eighth grade. That one little piece, like I didn't really get further into that. Right. You know, tables at time for me to where I you know I ran the streets. Yeah, you know, I was I was on something else. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like that's what it was for me at that time. Is, was there ever a moment where, like, you know, what I'm saying, your guys looked at acting and was like, "Man, why you want to?" You know, what I'm saying, you don't want to do what we do no more. Why you want to leave what we got going on to go do that? Was there ever nah, a situation man, so like that? Nah, ain't nobody, ain't nobody look at it like that. We was much older at that time. Oh, okay, you know, I was, yeah, uh, yeah. I was, I was in my early twenties. Okay, you know, so still into that's the, into the acting lit and you know, what I'm saying. Guys who I grew up with, you know, they family to me. Okay. So it wasn't nothing but love and support. Yeah. When I landed Chicago Fire, man, my homeboy tell me, he say, man, bro, that's going to be my favorite show from here on out. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So, no, I mean, it it, it was was, was none of that, you know, ah, man, you a sucker. Yeah. Yeah, it was none of that. You know, it was just, man, it was just love. It was support. You know, man, go out Mm -hmm. and kill it. You know what I'm saying? You do that, go do something else. You know, so, I mean, I, I I get a plethora of support, man, for 
Yeah. yeah. I love that. It's good to hear that because it's a whole like it's a, it's a lot of people who, you know what I'm saying, when they decide to do something different, it's a lot of hate. That yeah, they be mad. People, they mad it's a, mm-hmm. just a lot of unwanted opinions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean, man? Dream, yes. So how you yes. so how you deal with them people then, man? Them unwanted opinions, them dream killers, bro. Like how you how you stay focused on what you got going on? I don't it got to the point where it's like I just don't really associate with Yeah. Because I'm so I'm so laser focused on what it is that I have to do. Mm-hmm. In addition to whatever it is I have going on in my life, it's like for me that's focus. Right. You know, so if if you already on the outside, ain't no need for us to talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you could be the homie. We could have grew up together. You know, with your your journey is your journey, my journey is my journey. The only thing right. we're gonna do is get up, make sure each other cool, you know, we sit back and talk, you know, but there's no need for us to have a conversation about what it is that I'm doing in a negative aspect. You know. Facts. No, nah, that's 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 big, man. Like you you got your head screwed on right for sure, man. Like, yeah. like I'm saying, like I'm asking these questions, but I feel like you done thought about all of this stuff. All these ain't like off the dome yeah, questions man. for you. I mean, it's it's just how I feel, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it ain't really too much to think about. That's just what it is. I know, I understand. I yeah, appreciate so, that keeping it genuine, man. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. It's just, that's just what it is. You know, if, I look at it like this. If you can't rock with me on mm-hmm. what it is that I'm doing, I don't really need you around. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's like even certain little things, you know, that they help me progress, whether it's like, you know, listening to a book or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, watching a movie or something like that. I'd rather go that route than to do something else. Okay. You know? Okay. It okay. makes so, sense. Yeah. yeah. And actually, we talk a lot with other guests that we've had from Chicago about how growing up in the city just seems like the energy is weird. Like when you have a dream and you really want to go like past the sky, because I've never agreed with the whole, the sky is the limit thing. I don't think that's, yeah, that's not a thing. So when you tell people your dreams, it's like, it seemed like Chicago people, even family, even friends, they'll be like, "Mm, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? Did you experience that when you were growing up too? You know, initially, when my mother first found out, I told her I was going to get on that path. Mm-hmm. And she, she said to me, well, what if you don't get as big as like Denzel or Will Smith? I said, well, if I can't make enough money to pay my bills, like to me, I made it. You know, like I'm good with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Because it's like, it's one person's definition of success or making it just that it's theirs it's not mine mm-hmm. you know so it's like the experience of that is like literally just that you know so i didn't really i don't really listen to anybody anyway when they say so. do you Good. do you got any like like as an actor you got any accolades or aspirations like goals that you want to hit like do you want that grammy i mean not the grammy the oscar Man, I, guess that's so, what it is. I don't need an oscar mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, to, yeah. To, to find Mm-hmm. I did an interview with the Juice guy, right? And I know who that is. Me, no. Right, so they asked me the same question. And the answer still remains <laughs> the same. I don't need that to validate me as, as an individual filmmaker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Period. You think about it, think about the movies we determined to be phenomenal, great movies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Off the top, you got Juice, mm-hmm. you got Menace, mm-hmm. right? Phenomenal movies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, man? Them hood classics. Right. But all around the world is hood classic. Right. How many Grammys, Oscars, music, you know, the, the mm-hmm. how many awards have they won? No, they don't get they don't get them to us like they that. Ain't no won, no. Right. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? We'll finally get everybody in the world. After how many years? Movies, everybody watch them. You can quote them. You can right. watch Boys in the Hood. Ricky, everybody know this, right? Right. Just appreciate my artwork that I'm giving. See, I like that. You know in, in my mind, we know that. You know what I'm saying? We know all of them hood classics. But in my mind, that's like once you leave black people, everybody else ain't, ain't hip to all of that. You nah, know what I'm saying? But that's not true, bro. I, I don't know. I don't the know. Like I said, I ain't been on no plane. <laughs> Even outside of not being on the plane, if you think about it like this, our culture is always stolen. It's always been taken from us, right? Yeah. Some capacity, shape, form, fashion. Mm-hmm. We're always mimicked, mm-hmm. right? So I, I put it to you like this. Why was Tupac as big as he was? It wasn't because of black people. Right. He said he has more white fans than he has black. Right. Right? Right. So Menace to Society, there's a couple white folks that didn't watch that. They know about that. More than a couple. <laughs> but, just, but just saying, in, in, in essence, it's like it goes outside of our community and culture. Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, filmmaking is an art form. Yeah. You know, the, the expression that I like to use when I work with uh, the cinematographers or you know other people that is involved on the, on the production side, I accept all opinions in regards to you know the, the, the filmmaking process. Mm-hmm. When you look at an artist that, that paints a picture, okay, you're gonna see a canvas, you're gonna see the paint, you're gonna say, "Man, he made a beautiful picture." Mm-hmm. Right? In filmmaking, there is no artist. Right. There's a paintbrush, right? And the paintbrush has a thousand bristles. Mm-hmm. The crew that you've put together, y'all, those bristles, right. and together y'all are gonna make a beautiful portrait. Mm-hmm. So collectively as one, y'all all become that artist. But as that brush, you make a whole, you can make a beautiful piece of art. And to me, that's what filmmaking is. Right. You know, it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna put together a team that understands the vision that I want. Mm-hmm. Now, outside of that, you're gonna have your input because you also have something con- to contribute to this that can make it better. Mm-hmm. So if I tell you, nah, man, that ain't a good idea. Well, why wouldn't it be a good idea? Yeah. Who's to say that that won't look good? You know, how you talking about doing it? Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Let's implement that in. Let's see how it turn out. See, I, I like I like your attitude right there. Cause to me, bro, like the difference between people that's good at what they do and great at what they do is literally confidence. You know what I'm saying? And I could and I could tell that you, you for real about what you're talking about. Cause I, I it's not an arrogance, bro, but it's a definitely a form of confidence that I'm not used to seeing, man. Just affirm <laughs> and knowing who he is. You gotta know what you're doing if you're gonna do it. You know? Well, I could tell you not to act like not just the actor too. You know, I could tell right. that you been calling shots instead of you know what I'm saying somebody telling you was I 100% respect that hey man I appreciate yes. that I appreciate that with that being said do you feel like the bigger you get as an actor the more people got a little bit of control over what you got going on oh. and I only ask that question because I gotta ask this you in the film industry Will Smith man how did you feel about the situation man you on Will's side you on Chris's side so you think I, Jada I, has something it, to do with it I'm gonna put it to you like this Loud out, I think Chris Rock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Nah, that, that, well, you're sex, not wrong. I don't know if you can curse on here. I slipped a couple times. It's all good. No, it's okay. The only reason I'm saying that is because, I mean, which I don't know if this has something to do with just me growing up or being from Chicago, just yeah. saying in a sense like, if we the guys and, 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 and we together, somebody mm-hmm. walk up and stop, I'm going to be like, bro, you a hoe. You just let this man slap you, join, you ain't do nothing. In the sense of how I'm talking about it for Chris Rock. Mm. I like Chris Rock. Me too. However, you just let another grown man slap you and you ain't do nothing. Yeah. It's like, come on, bro. What you doing? If it was me, we gonna move furniture. Everybody going to jail. You know what I'm saying? Everybody going to jail. Slow motion, bro. 
He walked back as he turned his back. I would have told him. I know, him, yeah. Back. I went behind stage, grabbed one of the metal Oscars, mm-hmm. and I had to crack his head with it. You know what I'm saying? Like something, something would have had, something would have had to have happened. Yeah. As you put your hands on me. Mm-hmm. And if you bigger yeah. than me, I'm going to throw something, I'm going to hit you myself. <laughs> we going to fight. Yeah. I'm going to meet you outside after the Oscars, a couple guys. We're going we gonna to whoop on you. Something got to happen to you after you put your hands on me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But. I do feel that Will Smith was well within his rights because he's defending his wife at the end of the day. And everybody don't joke like that. Everybody mm-hmm. has a breaking point. Regardless right. of what he's going through, it's a joke, yeah. laughing. At, none of that really matters at the end of the day. It's like, you don't know what was going on with this man at that moment in time yeah. when he defended his wife. Yeah. You saw about nine, man. We, we, man, it's going to be, it's going to be a major problem. Now, now, now that's the question though. Defending your wife that don't defend you. It don't matter. They actually attack you. It don't matter. See, here's the thing. We all men, we all got nah, pride. Nah, you know nah, what I'm saying? See, and, and, and I get that, but here's the thing. Here's how I look at it. If I love you, I'm gonna love you genuinely because that's who I am. Right. I ain't gonna love you no less because you loving me less. That's However, when the time comes to part, if we part, then that's what it's gonna be. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna still do my job. As a man and as your husband to defend you by all means. Right, right, right. See what I'm saying? Yeah, even if she ain't doing her job. Man, that ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> you, you a good one, my boy. You a good one, bro. That, that, I'm just saying. That yeah. ain't got to think about it. You yeah. work your regular job, right? Mm-hmm. You're to be sweeping floors and yeah. I'm going to take out the trash. Are you going to worry about me taking out the trash? Yeah, nah, you going to sweep your floor. See what I'm saying? Yeah, but if you put trash all over my flow. Then that means me and you going to have a problem. So right. between them two to have a problem. Now, granted, if I was him, I had a, you know, two-finger no thumb a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That's an interesting way to put it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. but he chooses to stick around with that. If that's how he wants his life, and that's how he's satisfied and happy within his relationship, I say, man, y'all leave them people be. Because think about it like this, mm-hmm. right? Everybody want to know these celebrity business. Okay. And then when Will and Jada start putting all their business out there, Jada so did. What started mm-hmm. happening? They started petitioning to say we don't want to hear no more. Yeah. Because y'all can't handle their truth. That's their truth. Who are who are we to decide a judge or you know what I'm saying? Say y'all should be doing this. Or y'all should. Who cares how many people they had in their bed separately? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That ain't, that ain't my business. I don't think that's the problem with anybody's facing, bro. I think when you start doing stuff like. I don't really want to go into detail, but when you start attacking the person and expecting this same person to defend you, I think that's a little bit funny, man. That's that's a little bit rough. Now, personally, mm-hmm. I think the entire situation was staged. I think it was all. I, I initially thought it I was. Think it was I still I think it is. That's why I asked you as an actor. Maybe you know something that I don't. Because I feel like that whole situation was to this day was staged, man. man you know, it's, it, it could be conspiracy theories and all of that other stuff surrounding that, that whole time. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, like the the, the the latest one that I heard was, you know, uh, Pfizer had. I heard that one. Yeah, the they, alopecia thing. Yeah, I they had the whole little lick popping with the alopecia drugs, so mm-hmm. they did all of this ruckus and blah blah blah. You know, so I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, but I mean, in, in essence, like I say, I like Chris Rock. I think he was a hope for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Will Smith. I think he was well within his rights. You know, but I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. I, I never see them like that on TV ever again. They got to take that to the back next time. Okay. Yeah. Seriously. Well, I mean, since, much. since you brought up Pfizer, I was going to ask you, man, have things changed since the COVID, since since the whole coronavirus thing, as far as acting, like auditioning, 
any of that? Oh, man, I don't, I don't pay none of that, no nothing. Man. COVID didn't bother you at all, man. I'm saying though, but it ain't rocky or your industry or your like. I mean, it put it, it put me on pause for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it, it was the thing. Put me on pause for a minute, but we still filmed during COVID. Oh really? Man, okay. look, you ain't finna tell me I can't do something. I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, day, it's my money that's being put up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm 100 self financed with every project that I've done. Yeah. You know, so it's like I go from a larger to a smaller crew. Mm. Now I ain't really got to worry about all of the guidelines and the regulations. We can still move forward. Right. You know, I went from having roughly almost about 200 some odd people mm-hmm. down to about 65, 70. That's still a good crew, man. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of people. So, yeah, but, now, yeah, but I mean, like, that's casting crew collectively. 70 is a big production. I've been mm-hmm. on some productions. 70 <laughs> is a lot of people, bro. You know what I mean? Look, yeah. I, I, had, I, I had police on set. I yeah. Shut down the streets the whole night. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, well, if I maneuver like this, I could do like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was for me, it was easier. Mm. It was easier because it wasn't so many people. Yeah. Because, I mean, you say 70 a lot to me, 71 really. It wasn't. I gotta, like, I gotta see what your big production was like <laughs> then, man. Like I'd have been on some productions, like, but seventy people was a lot of people that you manage in that one time, man. Yeah. People mm-hmm. at the craft team don't want to deal with the people on this team and all of that, man. I've, I've been there before, man. So seventy is a lot of people, man. Good intentions is streaming free on Tubi. Check it out. I was just about to say, um, because we could literally talk all day, but we do have another interview in a few minutes. But I want to thank you so much for coming through. And uh, dealing with all of our shenanigans that we had going on. (laughs) So please, yeah, tell everybody where they can follow you, where they can stream your movies, all of that. So plug, everything, yes. All All right, so real quick, you can follow me on Instagram at It's The Real Will. And um, Good Intentions, man, it dropped at the end of last year, December 27th. It dropped on on Amazon, but now we're streaming free on Tubi. Uh, it is a film about a Chicago cop who crosses the line to save his wife. You know what I'm saying this, uh, it, it's, it, it was a dope project. You know that that was uh, that was the one that we shot during COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. The upcoming project I'm working on right now that we're actually in production on is called Talk to Me. Uh, it is about a guy who suffers from bipolar depression disorder, and I will be filming that in LA. We actually got to start casting next month. Nice. Okay. Yeah, and that's also 100% self-financed. And the reason I'm diving off into that is because it was said that mental health stories are not sexy. You know, mm-hmm. Since they were talking about I have no idea. But for me, it's like uh, there's a there's a dope story that could be told behind that to where somebody can understand an individual who suffers from bipolar depression disorder because they're not crazy people. You know, right. So yeah. walking down the street because they talking to themselves. You want to cross the street. You know, he looked bad. You want to cross the street. Mm-hmm. Man, heart, man, he might be a good dude. She might be a good chick. You know what I'm saying? But it's like Definitely. we don't know that first thing we do a pass judgment. You know, I remember walking into a bathroom and it was a guy standing there holding a full blown conversation. I ain't think nothing of it. I thought he was on the phone. Go washing my hands and he's sitting there still talking. And I look in the mirror. He got no phone. He's just talking. Mm-hmm. He ain't bothered me, man. Ain't said nothing. You mm-hmm. know, he ain't paid me no attention. But he's in, yeah, he, he bipolar and schizo, you know. So it's like he enjoying this, like doing what he do. Who am I to interrupt and judge this man? Don't interrupt him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's yeah. Like, Don't <laughs> him. Uh, man, you know sometimes that interruption, man, could, could, could snap him back, man, and give him, give him, give him a different purpose. I got a homeboy that suffered from it, which is what made me want to uh, do the movie. I got an uncle. I understand, man. 
Understand, man. I appreciate that, man. Bringing light to the mental illness, man. One more time, where you at on Instagram? It's the real will on Instagram. That's what it is. It's the real will, man. It's the real will. Check it out. Appreciate you for coming back, man. Thank you for dropping through the midday show. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I'll have you back real soon, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, hey, when that when that new one coming out, bro, you got to take take spin back. You know what I'm saying? Come come slide on us, man. As the- she, she, look, she, she hit me up, and I was surprised when, when you actually told me that you watched both movies. Mm-hmm. And that to me was just like that was the dopest thing ever. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate, appreciate that. As the cool kids say, come back and spin the block. <laughs> <laughs> spin the block. But yes, we will be right back with our next interview with Enrique Kings from Power Book Four Force and so much more. We'll see you in a second. It's Mix Mondays, Mix Mondays, with your boy Steve Styles from the Midday Live Show. You know I'm dropping a new mix every Monday. Stay locked in. Scratch a million off my checklist three years ago. Come on. I got a little bitch in the hood. I call her gang. She don't
Absolutely. We the best music. We're in the mix with Steve Styles. With Steve Styles. Come on, man. Welcome to the DJ night show. Body in motion. You got me so I'm focused, yeah. Baby, I'm so done. We Can we can we hear me now? A little bit. Hmm. Uh, so sorry. Let's see, speaking like directly into the mic. Is this better? Maybe. Hopefully. Um. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Awesome. Okay, so sorry, Enrique. Okay, so we are about to get into this. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and letting me know that I'm all good now. I appreciate you guys. So we have Enrique Kings in the waiting room. He is backstage. He's an actor. He's a published writer. He's a voiceover artist. He has literally done it all. You probably have seen him more recently in Power Book 4 Force. And he's been in Concrete Rose, Independent Films, so much more. And we are super excited to have him here on the Midday Live Show. So I am going to go ahead and introduce him, get him on in here. <laughs> Welcome. How are you? What's up? Hey, hey. Hey, I know I'm uh, missing one person and another one too, but we're, we're having some technical difficulties today. So just please bear with me. <laughs> hey, um, I, I got to tell you, it, it actually it's fitting because I'm surrounded by super women. So it's yeah. perfect. <laughs> Love that. Jarrell, this is Enrique Kings, our next guest. Good morning. Good morning, Enrique. How you feeling, man? I'm amazing, brother. And yourself? Well, I made it. <laughs> We're making it. We're having we're having a rough time, but hey, we get things done. We're from Chicago. It's what we do. We make it's it work. Exactly what we do. <laughs> exactly. So Enrique, tell our listeners out there just a little bit more about yourself. So uh, again, my name is Enrique Kings. Uh, I'm a Puerto Rican, uh, Chicago-based uh, actor, uh, writer, as well as a director. Um, I'm literally all over the place. I. I I try and keep myself busy. You know, that's that's mm -hmm. the best thing that we can do as humans, I guess. Oh, no, absolutely. Especially yeah. with uh, the past two years, what's, what's been going on with COVID and everything. Like, yeah, we definitely need to keep ourselves busy. And in the entertainment industry, I know that was a little hard. Like, you talk about that uh, starting off was... The pandemic, I know that rocked the the film and the TV industry like a lot. 
So how did that like impact you directly? And how well, like, what were some ways that you got through it? Well, I mean, first of all, as an as an actor, um, I think it was difficult even today still mm -hmm. um, where you're doing auditions just like this. Right. So everything right. is Zoom. Um, it's it's been that portion has been difficult, Sim interesting. And, and it, every day is a learning lesson. Um, but but that has definitely been been difficult. And I think the most difficult part as an artist, no matter what, is not being to play with your fellow people. You know, I mean, it's cool to play and, and, and you know, you're you're in your location and you're doing whatever you're doing on the solo because of the whole COVID thing. But there's nothing like playing with others that want to play. Um, so, yeah, I miss that that interaction and that yeah. being able to just banter back and forth. It's, it's, yeah, I'm a hands-on guy. You can see my hands are going to move a lot. I'm Puerto Rican. It's what I do. <laughs> it's kind of what I do. Oh, yeah, no, I totally get it. Enrique, how long have you been doing this, man? How long have you been in the film industry? Uh, I'm sorry, just to let, like I had to let Jazz know. I can't hear you guys too well, but I, I can hear you slightly. Um, so I am, um, I am on the 10th decade of my life. Um, I actually started this when I was a kid. Um, actually, the first thing that I was ever on was a stage and I had done Michael Jackson Thriller. That was the first time I was ever on stage. So if that tells what? you, you know, how long I've been around. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, how was that? What did you do for for Thriller? Oh, I was Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was Michael Jackson, I swear. I knew every, <laughs> all of it. Okay. I knew everything, the leg moves, the kickouts. It was it was a cool time, you know, and just to feel that uh, energy uh, of the crowd, you know, it, it it really even to today. There's I love being on film. It's great. Um, there's nothing like being on set. But then you have theater, which is a completely different world, you know, and, and that just feeling of the crowd and and just that interaction. It, it's something special to witness and to feel. Enrique, do you, you, you like the. All right. So if you had to pick one. Would it be the theater? Would it be the stage? Or would it be the screen? I, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I'm a diverse dude. I, I, that's a hard question to ask because, you know, I've had a lot of fun uh, in front of the camera. Um, I've also had a lot of fun behind it. And uh, I think one of the coolest, uh, I, you know, I don't want to rate anything by, by best to worst, but I can tell you that one of the coolest experiences that I personally had uh, was I was a part of a uh, of a theater play called Mama's Curse of the Corner Blues that was written and directed by my partner uh, Mary Q Angel, and that was I mean that was just it was crazy. I mean it was a show um, to uh, promote uh, and to help with sex, uh, sex trafficking. Uh, it was so gritty. It was based in the 70s on the streets. And, and we showed people what real life was as, as good as we could or as well as we could, excuse me, uh, on stage. So that experience, uh, besides the, uh, you know, being able to give back to the community and being able to help, um, you know, people and especially in such a, a horrible, you know, sex trafficking thing yeah. um, was something very, very special. And it'll always be dear in my heart. 
Yeah, I mean, as it should be. Um, we were just talking to Will, our last guest, about people need to put more, a little bit more spotlight on, you know, uncomfortable issues, like mm -hmm. in the film and television television industry. Like he was saying, the mental health awareness, and now you're mm -hmm. saying, um, you know, pretty much the same. And it's like it's so many things that people don't want to talk about, but it's like it's necessary, you know. It's yeah. I mean, we can hide it behind doors all we right. want to, but. You know the truth is is that uh we need to spread the word and we can't be we we can't sit here and be afraid of right. of what other uh what other people's uh opinions are or if they, you know it's just yeah we we have to be honest in order for us to move forward no, exactly that's, that's facts that's facts enrique Talk you gotta to tell us about power man you gotta tell us about <laughs> you gotta power, get into man. it yo this is the coolest show this whole this whole 2022 you were a part of the coolest show of 2022 man how's that experience oh man i i gotta be honest man i mean you know right now it's 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 something special um that that obviously the the power universe family has created uh joe sakura being the leader that guy is I think one of the coolest things about that guy is that he wants to see everybody win. You know, I mean, he wants to put on an amazing show for the fans. He wants a great experience for all of the people that are part of that show. Um, so just to have a small part in season one um, has been a blessing to me. Um, just to hang out with those guys. It, it, it's it's been really really cool i mean the the cast the crew the crew is amazing let me just tell you i mean down from the makeup artist to just everybody mm -hmm. um but you know i i didn't die cool stuff coming here in, in season two you know i'm uh for anyone who's seen it well you know for for the people who have or haven't seen the show i'm a part of miss soto's um you know her family right so we just became distributors for tommy egan mm -hmm. and um and yeah you know that it's gonna be a fun ride you know I, I i truly can't wait to see what's next but but yeah i didn't die man so yeah baby <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's good because, uh, as you said, a lot of people can't say that, you know. Yeah, exactly, you know. So, and and um, I, I'll Enrique, tell you, you know, I, I, the, I was the like, actors, everybody, it's just man. I it's something. A, like it's a, really a something special right now that people exactly. are witnessing. Um, that that uh, it, it's going to be on for a while. That show that that show has legs. Um, like I said, I can't say enough for the cast and crew and just the love uh, that they gave me. I mean, down to. Uh, the first episode that I was on, which uh, was episode two, and they introduced my character. When we had wrapped on that on that filming, the the director hugged me. You know what I mean? And and that Aww. to me is it, it was it, I, I can't explain it. You know, guy. And I got to give him a shout out, Kieran Hawk. Yo, you're amazing, dude. And and I mean for for that dude to to hug me and and, and the love. That was the first time that I met uh, that I met Isaac Keys Diamond. You know, I mean, dude gave me his personal phone number. It's just like, you know what I mean? That that type of love, you just, you don't find everywhere. So, yeah, it's it's a special, it's a special thing that, that everyone's uh, witnessing right now. I love that so much. And especially this being, you know, a, a Chicago TV show and us being from Chicago. It just like, it hits different, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's, I can't even imagine, you know, the feeling. Like, do you remember, I'm sure you do, 
how like what was your reaction when you found out that you booked the role uh, well, do you want to scream first or yes, <laughs> all of it? What do you want first? I'll, I'll tell you, um, I'm dri- I was driving, uh, I'm driving to Philadelphia to visit my brother and, and, um, I get an email from, from, uh, I'm with Shirley Hamilton, uh, in Chicago. That's my agent. And they're like, Hey, you know, Enrique, we'd like you to, uh, to, uh, audition for, for power. And I was like, okay and so i'm on the road i don't have any of my equipment i'm literally using my cell phone um and i did the audition in in my brother's basement and and i so i submitted the audition and two days later they got back to me um and i'm telling you in those two days uh that i was waiting i literally binged every single episode of power i've already (laughs) seen it but i wanted to like you know i just wanted to be in the moment so um it was amazing man when they called me you know and and it was it was really cool because it was all like on on facetime um it it was great and you know like i said you know kieran hawks was there and and uh, it was it was it was special yeah i'll never forget that day yeah I can only imagine. I mean, the only word you can really have for that is special, you know? Yeah. Hey, wow. yeah. Enrique, I, I noticed you play a lot, a list of different type of characters. Is there like a, a certain role that you like playing the most? Like I see you, you your uncle sometimes, you the dad sometimes. Is there a certain role that you like playing the most? You know, I, I like the bad guy. Um, I'm cool with the bad guy. I'm, I'm a good bad guy, but people who really know me know that it, that, what means the dearest to me are kids. So, you know, I love playing the dad. Um, I think that there isn't enough representation of, of uh, you know, really good fathers on TV, especially Latino, uh, you know, coming from that community. So, excuse me. So that's something that, that I am actually, I've already written a couple different things that, that are, uh, that we will be filming uh, later on this year. But um, yeah, man, I, I like the family, the family uh, dynamic, and I like the the being the, the father. I, I I love it. Yeah, uh, no, that's cool. Actually, I love that. You touched on um writing. Sorry. As a as an actor, as a writer, is there a job or a hat that you like wearing the most? Do you like the production side? Do you like writing the most? Do you like acting the most? Is there a hat that you like wearing the most? Um, I I love writing my brain goes you know my brain's always going so i really like writing i like to it's it's really cool and i'm sure a bunch of writers you know would would say the same thing but i can just speak for myself is that when i'm writing i actually see it i hear it um so it's really cool when when you're done with a script and then you reread it and you're like yeah i see that okay i i feel that um i try to be really um true to what I choose to write. Um, I write a lot of personal stories. Um, so everything that I that I write means something. And when you know when we had started this interview, I had said moving forward. Um, so I own a well, I'm not gonna say I myself and my partner Mary Angel, which is a superwoman, um, we own a company called Balante Films uh, Corporation. And we just opened it. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be so dope. But the name Palante in Spanish means forward. 
So for us, uh, our goal and, and what it is that we're doing is we are writing movies, um, we are writing shorts, full length features, plays, but it's all about um, the brown skin. It doesn't matter what shade of brown skin, but mm-hmm. I want to see us all moving forward. You know, the past is in the past and I want to tell those stories and I'm not going to I'm not going to sit there and and like we had said earlier, you know, I'm telling the truth, right. you know, mm-hmm. whether people like it or not. But at the end of the day, it's it's with a mission. And that mission is to keep us all moving forward, not looking behind us. For yeah. Sure. Uh, so sure. that's why I like I I really like writing because I'm able to incorporate that love. Well, and we we need those type of pins. We need that type of creativity. Yes. People with attitudes that they care about pushing what's real because we don't get a lot of that. We get a lot of what sells. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I feel you. And yeah, you, but yeah. um, like growing up, is there like a person that you looked up to or that made you want to like hop into the film world? Was there like a favorite actor, a favorite producer, writer, anything like that that you looked up to? I mean, I, I watched a lot of TV. Uh, I can't really say that there's one. Um, there's one dude. I mean, I, I really remember. And again, I'm going to age myself, which is whatever it is, what it is. Um, but, you know, there was Sanford and Son. Right. Ooh. And there was the Rican that was on the show, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it was like, yeah, that dude's cool, man. <laughs> you know, so that that was really fun to me. And it was like it was entertaining. There's the um, uh, I right now I'm losing names, but the dude from the Adams family, that reeking dude. Um, it's it's uh, I we didn't have a lot of representation, especially as a Latino in film or on TV or anything like that back in the day. So right. so, yeah, it was cool. It was cool to see that, obviously. Um, you know, you have West Side, uh, West Side Story and, and that whole thing, and that's the way that we were represented, you know, and, and it was all this, you know, these bad Hispanic mm-hmm. dudes and whatever, you know, we're so much better than that, but, um, you know, so yeah, I, I can't, I can't really pinpoint it. I can just say that for me personally, it was just something that I know was inside of me. It took a long time for me to realize that, um, and yeah it's just something that i was born to do so was there a moment that made you realize it i'm sorry what was that was there was there a moment that you that made you realize it's like oh this is for me was there like a specific moment that happened like oh this is what i'm supposed to be doing so my story's long we won't go into all that but you know it's it's something that i started when i was a kid I went, I had, uh, I had moved to California and I had auditioned for a couple things and I was young. I was young. I was like 17, 18 years old and I auditioned for a Pepsi commercial. And I used, at that time, I used to work in a valet, uh, driving cars, valet place. And I get a phone call, you know, Hey, we'd like you, we gave you, you know, we're offering you this part. Are you able to come tomorrow? And I had to work. And I was like, well, look, can we reschedule? I swear by the time I got the word reschedule out of my mouth, they already had hung up on me. Wow. And that was literally 30 years ago. Okay. So we're going to fast forward. <laughs> and so four years ago, I was in a certain situation um, where I was working and I was not treated well. And 
racism still lives is I, I, is all 100%. I'm gonna say. And, and um, it pushed me to realize, A, you're, you don't belong here, first of all. B, you know, go do what you love. You know, I had spoken to my wife about it. I've been married for 28 years. Um, I had spoken wow. to my wife about it. And it was my time. It was just, it was my time to, to just go for what it is that I, that, you know, what it is that, I, that A, I want, B, what I know I'm supposed to be doing. So I think, I think being pushed into certain corners, you have a decision to make. Me, I chose to go do what it is that I want to do. And, and, and that's what I'm doing now. You love to see it. And you're doing a great job. Thank you. You mentioned your wife, man. Um, 20, 28 years, did you say? Yes. 28 years. I love years. that. I'm only 27. That, that's, that's, that's a long time. <laughs> hey, I have you know a 26-year-old I mean? son, so there you go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, how, how, how important would you say support is when it comes to, like, being in this business in general? Oh, support is huge, you know, because think about it, especially, especially for myself where... I'm literally all over the place. Um, I'm working on a show called Chicago Unscripted. I'm working with with uh, the Miracle Center, this community center. I'm working with so many different things. And at the same time, you know, we're filming, we're doing this. There's not a lot of time at home, you know, and, and that's when the support is really needed. Uh, because look, I, I, I we all try to do everything that we can for the for our home base, but it's hard to juggle sometimes. So it's extremely important to have a supportive family. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, friends, family, you need somebody to be in your corner because you can't do it alone. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what advice would you have for someone that, you know, wanted to either get into voice acting, acting, writing, uh, just the entertainment industry in general, because we all know it's it's rough. It's tough, especially in Chicago, third largest city in America and um, for brown people, as you said. So, yeah. What advice would you have for them? Well, I mean, if, if you want to be well there, so there's different things that you're talking about. But if, if you're talking about the writing aspect, well, the first thing you have to do is take that your ideas and take a pen or a piece of pencil and put it on a piece of paper. That's the first thing you do. And that's what a lot of people don't realize is you have to, just because you think of something, you have to actually take the action, you know, of, of doing something so that you can fulfill whatever it is that you want to do. But if you don't take those first steps, it's always going to be a dream in your mind that you wanted to accomplish, but you chose not to accomplish. You know, um, that's writing wise. I mean, acting wise, you definitely have to go take classes. Uh, and I won't lie to you, you know, depending on where you're going, classes are expensive, you know. So yeah. this business, um, in order to keep growing uh, and again, keep moving forward, uh, you have to take classes. Uh, me personally, I've taken uh, classes at the Chicago Actors Studio. Besides that, I have a wealth of knowledge uh, and just a bunch of different situations that I've been in. And the good Lord upstairs has taught me a lot. And, and uh, I have been able to take from past experiences to create different characters. Um, you know, besides this whole acting world, I had, um, I worked as a international sales manager for 18 years. So I've actually had the opportunity. I worked uh, eight years in Europe and then 10 years all through Latin America, Brazil, Chile, all that. 
So, you know, if you can, you learn from people, you listen to people. And that I think is the biggest thing that, you know, people need to understand is sometimes you just need to shut up and listen. You don't know Say that everything. again, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I, I think I pride myself on listening. I think that's the most important thing to me. Yeah, because too many people don't listen, you know, and I, I wasn't trying to dig at you because, you know, I didn't look at your in your direction for, you know, anyway. Um, yeah, too many people just, you know, think that they know it all. They are not teachable and you just have to know how to always be a student. You know, I'm not talking about I'm not. I promise you I'm not talking about you. But um, yes, to wrap that up, I was saying that you had a really good point that uh, you always just need to be a student. And sometimes you do, yeah, just need to learn how to be quiet and listen to what people have to say to you. Because most of the time they want to help you. It's not out of, you know, malice or, you know, trying to put you down or just saying stuff just to say it, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to thank you so much again for joining us today. And I want you to, of course, plug your, your social media uh, where people can watch everything that you're doing right now. And a little bit, if you have anything to promote that you have coming up. Yeah, so, I mean, I, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. But I think one of the coolest things that people can tune into uh, right now. So, if you, so, first of all, anything for me, social media is Enrique King's official. If it's not Enrique King's official, it ain't me. Um, there's not a number one or anything like that. It's just Enrique King's official. So if you were to go to my YouTube channel, um, you're going to see something super dope that uh, myself, uh, Chrissy Acosta, which is another superwoman um, that I'm able to, you know, that we get to play together. Uh, and then there's Mary Angel, which obviously is my partner, but also creator of this show called Chicago Unscripted. Um, it is literally... 100% improvised. All we get is a location and a topic, and that's it. And this first season is titled Divorce. Um, I will be, you know, fully transparent. It's really not made for kids. It's as real as it gets. There are some swear words, um, but it's real. It is raw. Um, the emotions, it's, it, you're going to see tears. You'll see, uh, you won't see any laughing yet, but you know, you'll see tears. It'll take you through through a, this whole entire uh, array of emotion, but it's a work in progress. So people just need to understand, you know, our quality is getting better. You know, my son is the one who actually does all of the filming. He does the editing. Um, that uh, is is uh, filmed either every Thursday or every other Thursday. It just depends on, on the uh, time of the year. Um, our next episode is streaming live on Twitch. Um, and you can find that you can find, like I said, all those episodes on my YouTube channel. That uh, next episode is this coming Thursday, May 5th. That will be episode four of Chicago Unscripted. Um, that's what's going on there. You know, there's season two coming from power. There's just so much cool stuff going right now. I'm uh, honestly, man, I, I'm, I'm so blessed. It, that's all I can say. You know, that dude upstairs has taken care. I, I'm sorry. I call the dude of God. I call him the dude upstairs. Okay, that that's my name. For him. You know, the dude upstairs loves me, um, and anything that I've been through, it all has a purpose. You know, and I'm not gonna let that purpose just go. And that's why I'm so truthful with the things that I write and the things that I try and do. I'm not perfect, man. You know, but but I, I really try and and 
and be as honest as, as I can be. Yeah. We appreciate that so much, man. We appreciate that so much because honesty and, and genuine realness is something that's not easy to come by nowadays, man. Especially yeah. with this internet world, man. People <laughs> love, you know, hiding behind that glass and pretending to be somewhere else. So we 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 appreciate that genuineness for sure, man. A hundred percent. So yes, again, thank you so much. We are going to continue to watch you, to root for you because we think you're awesome and you're doing a lot of amazing things and you are definitely representing for your community, your city, uh, your heritage, all of that and so much more. So our, again, thank our, you, Enrique. Our communities, our communities. Remember, the our. last thing is that it doesn't matter the shade of your brownness, but we're all one. You know what I mean? So to me, it's our communities. Yeah. You are absolutely right. Thank you for saying that. Cool. Yes. So, uh, yeah, thank you for joining us on the Midday Live show today. We will make sure to talk to you soon and follow up. Hopefully we can do this again. When uh, season two comes around, we would love to have you back. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Of have course. a blessed day. Thank you so much. You too. Thanks, Enrique. All right. Peace. Peace. And that was Enrique Kings, everyone. Make sure to follow him on Instagram and check out his YouTube channel. Check out all of his shows that he has going on right now. Chicago Unscripted sounds really fun, actually. Super fun. I love improv. I'm a little afraid. Because you just never anything know. Can anything can happen. Anything can happen, man. Just this like is, on a live show. This, this anything city, can happen. This city has wild characters. And improv here is going to be off the chain. Mm-hmm. Like, so you ain't never even seen it before. That's, I'm looking forward to that. 100%. So, yeah, as I said, make sure you guys check him out. Follow him at Enrique Kings Official. It is right down below on the ticker. So, uh, I think we should get into a little bit of busting or disgusting. Let's do it. Yeah. One of our favorite segments here on the show, if you're new, we usually find some type of um, weird food combination. And we say, is it bussin'? This is pretty much, you know, Chicago lingo, which means delicious, good, wonderful. Or is it plain disgusting? So (laughs) today, this is what we have. We have the flaming Hot Dinner. (laughs) We got... (laughs) What are you laughing at? Because you was like, Bussin' means delicious. <laughs> it does, does it not? We're we gonna have another segment called Chicago Translator. <laughs> yes. We'll come up with definitions. I would love that. We should really make that a thing. <laughs> Steve, I hope you're listening. Let's make that a thing. Let's do it. Anyway. Bussin' means delicious. Wonderful. 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 <laughs> it's magically delicious. Somebody put that on t-shirt. Man. Okay. <laughs> Who bussing equals? Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of bussing, is this bussing? We got the smart food, flaming hot white cheddar popcorn, and I can I can attest to that one thing in this picture because I've had it. Yeah. Bussing. White cheddar flaming hot sound kind of decent though. That sound. No, it's so good. Now everything else in this picture. Yeah. Now we want to talk about that. Mm-mm. This ain't right. Mm-mm. Why they do this to the macaroni? Y'all say let's start with the macaroni. They don't care about kids no more. They don't care if you know anything about hot food. It, it's cool going in, but it's not cool going out. You know what I'm saying? The kids, you know how kids be. They don't know when to stop. I'm just saying. They probably eat like two, three bowls of that. Tra- Bruh, like, you you knew when you ate some Cheetos, it was going to be a bad night. <laughs> but, like, you going to put it in my macaroni? Cheese, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hot, flaming hot mac and cheese. Your inside is going to be ready to jump you after you swallow something like that. Well, your stomach going to be like, bro, why? 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 Yeah. And Mountain Dew, 
It is a thing. It's definitely a thing. It can't be a thing. It's it's a thing. That it's can't real. Be a thing. It's real. They got lime flavored, hot flame and Cheeto Mountain Dew. This this ain't right. That just if, it kind of seemed like as it's going down your throat, it's it kind of be like acid. No 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 no, no no no. Forget going down your throat. Who <laughs> put this in a shopping cart? Matter of fact. Who thought this was okay to even manufacture in the first place? I know the people at the factory were sitting there printing out these cardboard boxes like, they wild. I know mm-hmm. they ain't putting no flaming mm-hmm. hot mountain. These people is losing their mind. I know they they must be trying to plan on selling this in the metaverse because this ain't right for us. <laughs> Human consumption is not for Mountain Dew flaming hot. It is so wrong. I definitely agree because that's just too much. And I ain't gonna lie, G, they look like they got some Takis right in the corner i peeped that bro what's wrong with your, what's wrong with your insides bro well you sitting there gotta eat all of this hot stuff bro what's going on with you bro maybe they were getting ready to do like a, a youtube channel thing where they were like oh i'm gonna try all these hot see see you know see, see, jazz jazz that's why i rock with you because you always looking at the glass half full Jazz, I try. This is what craziness look like in a shopping cart this is what crazy this is this might be a mental problem this might be a real issue right now. You got Mountain Dew hot flaming. That don't even go together. Mountain it's, Dew hot flaming. What you gonna put in the refrigerator? Now it's gonna be cold flaming. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Man. Come on. Now. <laughs> you wildin'. You wildin'. You can't drink it warm. What the folks say in New York? You this you mad wildin'? Be you bugging? Be bugging? You bugging? Be <laughs> mad shorty? You mad wildin', son? So we're going to go ahead and agree. Well, no, I got to say, as I said, one third of this picture is bussing. One third. That smart food, white cheddar popcorn, the flame of hot. Uh, hey, y'all try that. Okay. Try it. It's bomb. Smart um, smart food is, is, is not for me, man. <laughs> what you mean? Smart food tastes like you ain't got no seasoning on it sometimes. What it do, but maybe this, maybe maybe they figured it out. You know I'm saying? telling maybe you, they put this the type of seasoning they they need it. You know it's fire. Smart food be tasting like it's you know what I'm saying. Not food sometimes, you know it be diet, but we you know whatever. I could talk about them. They ain't gave us no sponsorship yet. <laughs> no, very true, very true. Uh, smart food. If y'all ever hear this, you know I said that the flame behind white cheddar popcorn is delicious. It's bussing. So. uh you could definitely send some our way to the midday live show studio. I'm um, just saying. Anywho, that would, would definitely be a trip to the ER. Linda, Linda said it's a trip to the ER. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a trip you taking by yourself, my boy. <laughs> you gonna have to go ahead, high stepping on to the ER. Yo, I ain't walking into the ER talking about what happened to you. I ate too many Cheetos. I ain't your friend. Uh-uh. uh-uh nope. <laughs> my friends don't do that type of stuff. What made you possess you to buy some hot flaming Mountain Dew pop in the first place, bro? As I said, they were probably just, you know, trying it for experimental purposes for entertainment. There was probably junkies on the corner that's like, I ain't even testing that. They test everything. Mm. (laughs) Well, well, well. I'm just saying. Hmm. I'm just saying. Even the homeless guys at the corner store was like, I don't know about that one. (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and agree. This is disgusting as a whole. It's more than disgusting. <laughs> you you have to have some 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 upstairs issues to be even desiring that type of stuff. Like upstairs? Yeah. Like mental? Yeah. Mm. Some upstairs issues, you know. But, you know, teach his own. Teach took, his own. I took a bite out of a Reese's peanut butter cup with potato chips in it the other day. So. What kind of chips? I don't know. They was just chips. It's pe- Reese's, what do you mean they were just chips? It's Reese's peanut butter cup with chips. 
and it was chips in there. I ain't inside the Reese's cup. Inside the Reese's cup. That's what I'm Where saying. Where you find these at? At Jules. This is like a thing. What? They wasn't even on sale. Like they sell for real. They was retail price. Like people is buying this stuff. Ciao. So either like maybe maybe the THC is a little stronger than it used to be or something. But hey, the chips and the Reese's is busting. It wasn't that bad. It's better than McDonald's French fries and ice cream. No, you tripping See, on that. I knew you was gonna say that. <laughs> That's disgusting, people. That's no, nasty. what? That's nasty. No. Don't dip no fries. It's delicious. In Potatoes with salt on them and ice cream with sugar in yeah. it just don't go together. Yeah, especially the chocolate one. You know, chocolate ice cream. See, this is how this is how the Reese's put. This is mm. how it happened. People like you. This is exactly how the Reese's with the chips happened. <laughs> you the one that said they were good. So my, my THC ain't that strong. <laughs> Anywho, how that was busting or disgusting. Let's get into the top five. I really miss Steve. You know, this is his segment. I know. It's okay. Well, you know, Steve makes a new top five. Oh, yeah, definitely the, the fries with the Wendy Frosty. See, mama, no. Mama, no. Bomb, okay? Um. So, yeah, the top five. We do this every single week, every Friday on the Midday Live Show, 12 to 2. Tell a friend, tell a friend to tune in. Um. Steve, our very own Steve Styles, DJ, creative director, graphic designer, he does it all. But he makes our top five videos from scratch every single week and yeah. just kills it like yeah. and now we gotta watch it without him mm. steve i know steve we gotta get it together my boy let's do number one in his honor day and night is kid cuddy on the top five on the midday live show five five four four three three two one because day and night the lonely stoner seems to free his mind at night He's all alone through the day and night The lonely loner seems to free his mind at night At, at, at night Yo, what, what, what? What? Kid Cudi, night. what happened, bro? You was like so cool, bro I think he is still cool You don't think so? No what? No. What you mean, no? no. Oh, because he feuding with your face? Not even. Why not? You know, you know how I'm rocking. You know, it's a war going on outside, and he just switched sides on us, so, you know what I mean? Kid oh. Cudi used to be so cool, bro. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So. Now, now you shop on the other side of the store, so, you know, do your mm. thing, big dog. Okay. Where? Well, hey, he's here. He's on the top five on the Midday Live show. We, we gonna give him his props. Only stone is free as mine free as mine and mine. Number two, the Scots. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two. Nigga, the cops outside. Lock up the house. We get the team all high. Some go to name out. Nigga, the Porsche outside. With at the top. She one of my most outside. Bringing the shots. What were you just saying, Jarrell? I, I was still confused because, you know, I thought it was Travis Scott's song. Then I found out it was Travis Scott's song. Kid Cudi was just on it. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Travis Scott and Kid Period. Cudi and Kanye West. Cause okay. I'm just saying, Kanye West is the king of the you alternatives. You just had to throw guys. him in there. He's the king of the alternatives. And they both alternatives. Travis Scott and, and Kid Cudi. Kanye the king. 
Do you hope one day that they'll, you know, squash their beef? No, I liked it too much. I like when they beef. Okay. Anywho, number three. This Let's go. What Jarrell is going to make me need after this. Tequila shot. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two. Don't think I'm not sorry. Give me now. Hey, this time I'm ready for it. Can't stop this boring me. Can't stop this boring me. For a long time. What you mean? All of his songs is like about either getting drunk, getting high, or being drunk or being high. You know what I'm saying? And and he's very like creative with how he explains these, you know what I'm saying, situations. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they kind of starting to repeat themselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy. Oh boy. <laughs> you <all right? laughs> Maybe, maybe not, you know? But hey, who are we to judge? Maybe he's telling us why he started shopping on the other side of the store now. Mm, maybe we need to look into his music a little more. I'm just saying, Kid Cudi, up your dress lyrics. game if you're going to do it, bro. If you're going to do it, you know what I'm saying? You got to have bad, bad chick dress. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Okay. Number four, Mr. Rager. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one. Go now. Like, I've never heard that song, but I feel like if I listen to the whole thing, I'm going to hear something disturbing. I, I don't know like why I got that vibe. That's 2012, and I'm spending $10 on cheap liquor because my homie that's 21, that's all he going to buy for me. And that's that was the soundtrack. Like some Burnett's or something? That was the sound. Yeah, it was from Amsterdam. You know, that was the soundtrack Yay. to the time. You know what I mean? Mr. Rager, I love college. I hate drinking. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I love women. That's what it is. Oh, was. man. What a time. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Yeah. You know, but in this thing called life, I think we're on the pursuit of happiness. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one. I'm on the pursuit of happiness. And I know everything is shining on the Happiness and I know everything that shine ain't always gonna be gold. Hey, I'll be fine if I get it. I'll be good. Good. <laughs> we still need to get that karaoke pop in one day. I think Kid Cudi that might have been my favorite song once upon a time. Wasn't that everybody's favorite song? Mm, once upon a time? Maybe. I mean, it was like it just made you feel good. Like it just made you feel like you was in like a zone. That might have you been know? my roll up song once, once upon a time ago. Okay. Time when did that come out? 2012. Like... Oh, were you? You were in college? Freshman year. Mm. I'm telling you like this. I don't know if that's when it came out, but that's when I had the type of friends that listened to that type of music. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 so. <laughs> You know, it could have came out in 05. I wasn't hanging out with guys who listened to Kid Cudi in 05. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it is for me. <gasps> Ooh, what year did it come out? 2009. 
See, I told you I was right. Ooh. I ain't had them type of friends in 2009. In 2009, we were still worried about if Michael Jackson was really dead. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Lakia Cuddy wasn't on the radar yet. But 2012, <laughs> oh, marijuana. Yeah, I was one of them, for sure. Mm, so, <laughs> period. Okay. Oh, now it's good, yeah, though. I feel it. I do feel it. I think that was one of my most memorable years. Oh, nine. I was in like eighth grade. So, I mean, it's like all I really remember from that year is I graduated from eighth grade. I was about to start high school. I, oh, never mind. I was about to say something I did not need to say. Hey, hey, oh, now it was a good year. I think I I dunked for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Dunked the basketball. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I turned into a man at oh, nine. What? Period. I see you. Hit my growth spurt. Okay. I was five days at oh eight. Dang. Oh, 6'2 and 09. What you mean? I can't even imagine you being like, what did you say? 5'9? Five, I was 5'8, yeah, 5'9 five, 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 when I got to Ooh. high school. And then 08. Oh, and yeah, sophomore year came around, I was 6'2. Well, size 14 all of a sudden. I can't even imagine us being the same height. That's like freaky to me. I wouldn't always. That's like a parallel guy. universe. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't always the tall guy for sure. But That's crazy. When the growth spurt came, it came and it, it hurt too. Knees don't work. Back don't work. Ankles messed up. Shins messed up. Head just, hurt all the time. Did can't you stretch? See. Stretching. You got long limbs. You need yeah. to stretch them. You I, can't just walk and be like, I'm good. I hear what you're saying, but when you growing, ain't no stretching in the world for to stop that pain, man. It just is what it is. Dang. It is what uh. it is. But hey, you wake up and you got six inches all of a sudden. So hey, I mean, six inches to your height. You know what I meant. Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, yeah. So we're gonna get into the final word. On that note, right after this, we're gonna try to be that shining light, that beacon of hope. You know what was that? <laughs> oh, what I'm sorry. I, I, what was I, that? I, I, I forgot to turn. <laughs> I forgot to turn oh. the mic down, bro. Oh, <laughs> I, I oh. forgot to turn the mic down. My bad, dog. It just jumped out. I'm sorry, bro. Hey, it's all good. It's like the burp just jumped out. The final word is about to jump out. Do you want to go first? So you want? Oh wait. <gasps> Steve, come back. You know what I forgot? I don't think so. Steve was like, "LOL, bye." <laughs> Pretty much, but it's okay. You know, Steve, I'm just playing. You know, we love you, and I know we were having some real difficulties earlier, so you were probably just like what you know so um we appreciate everybody joining us today and dealing with you know all of our technical difficulties we really really do appreciate it especially to our two guests will thompson and enrique kings really appreciate y'all um definitely we'll try to get you back hopefully we'll we'll have it together not hopefully we're gonna have it we're together we're gonna have it together for sure we're gonna have it together so you got something for the final word though i said you popped I- up over the uh I have <laughs> I have something for the final word, but I am going to start with my joke before I forget. Because right. I told you, you know, I wanted to cheer you up. So I got you. Period. Okay. So y'all, Jazz's joke of the day. Here it is. So a blonde is driving her car one day, but she hits a truck. The man in the truck, he gets out and he makes her get out too. He draws a circle in the pavement and tells her to stand there. He slashes her tires. She's laughing. He smashes her windshield. She's laughing. He keys her car. She's laughing hysterically. He says, what's so funny? She says, 
while you weren't looking, I stepped out of the circle three times. Oh, that's somebody else's car. That's her car. I don't understand. <laughs> Do you guys get it? Okay, so he was like, he drew a circle in the pavement and he did all this stuff to her car and he was like, you stay right there. Yeah, and she was laughing the whole time. Key in her car, slashing her tires, and she's laughing. He's like, what's so funny? She was like, I stepped out of the circle three times when you weren't looking. Get it? Okay. Get it? No? Okay. 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 No, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, like, she wasn't mad about the cop. Obviously not. She got some upstairs issues. I feel like... Probably, I mean, she, I started the whole joke with a blonde... Yeah, but I think that was the whole point. She needs some Jasmine Sullivan friends. Bust the windows out your car. You know what I'm saying? Light it mm. on fire, then call the police and say he did it. You know how it works. You know how it works. You know what I mean? You know how it works. I'm just saying, that's what I do. She is a blonde as the punchline. I'm sorry, mama. You know, I don't get all the jokes <laughs> all the time. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't 13. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't he get it. It's okay. You know it's fine. You know I graduated at 13th grade. So it's don't start that. I'm just saying. Saying. Final word of the day. You know what I'm saying? Final word of the day. We got some jazz. You know what I'm yes. saying? Do I got some? Do you have something? I got some. I got some. Just say it. Final word Let of the day. Know. I'm gonna tell you like this, man. You gotta consolidate your circle, man. Because when things go wrong, bro. If you got a solid circle, you ain't gotta worry about oh, it, it, things is gonna get fixed or oh, somebody gonna be mad at me. I'll tell you like this, man. Consolidate your circle. You gotta take your circle. You gotta make it small. You know what I'm saying? You gotta pick out all of the weak links. I'll tell you like this. You only strong as your weakest link. You gotta pick out all of the weak links and consolidate your circle. Make sure the folks around you was solid. Cause when things hit the fan, you gonna have them solid people around you. They are gonna make sure things don't hit the fan again. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> But that's just the final word of the day, man. Thanks for tuning in to the Midday Live Show. We're going to be back next Friday, like always. Signing off, Jazz? Oh, yeah. We're about to sign off. I just wanted to leave you guys with this. Instead of worrying about what you cannot control, shift your energy to what you can create. Big fact. And that is uh, a quote by Roy T. Bennett, because them Bennett's know what they're talking about. Am I right? Yeah. See, see what you did there. <laughs> you know, you see what I did there? <laughs> see what you did Because my last name is Bennett. <laughs> see what you did there. And I ain't in it. And you been right. it. Uh, that wasn't a joke no more. Ooh, All right. Well, been it, been it. Uh, been that girl, period. Okay, so yes, thank you guys again for joining us for the Midday Live Show, episode 26 today. Appreciate you. Big shout out to Will Thompson and Enrique Kings, everybody that watched for them as well. And we hope that you will come back and join us another time. We're live every Friday, 12 to 2 p.m. Central Time. So, um, yeah, enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. It's a nice day out here in Chicago today. Enjoy yourselves. And uh, the Midday Live Show is over and out.